This is a Player One podcast. Player One is a radio show about gaming that airs every Friday from 6 to 8pm on Sin Nation, a digital radio station in Melbourne, Australia. You can also stream Player One at syn.org.au. And to find out more about Player One, go to syn.org.au slash Player One. Enjoy the podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Player One, ready? Everyone, you are listening to Player One on Sin Nation. A very special time because it's finally E3, and Woo! all of us here are pretty chuffed. My name's Michael. I'm joined today by San, Justin, and Alex, three very dedicated members of the team. None of them have to be here, but they all are here. Which We're is going to good. be watching it anyway. That's we, true. Yeah, and, and we just wrapped up on watching uh, EA's press conference, the first of the big press conferences for E3, and this is part of our E3 coverage for this year, over the next few days after uh, most of the press conferences will be live on air, otherwise podcasting our thoughts, discussions, and a full news wrap-up of everything that happened. First of all, guys, how did you feel about the conference? What did you think? Etc. Look, I'm, I'm glad to be living in now an E3 world, like... Pre E three is always sort of a weird time where you pre-3. start, yeah, pre three <laughs> where you start hearing announcements, but there's not actually anything that's being really revealed. And yeah, you know and then leaks are happening. You're like, is it a leak or is it just a rumor? And you know that there's some key stuff that's co- going to be coming out and some sick news, but you're like, oh, we don't have it yet. And I feel like we still don't really have that big A3 news that we're waiting for. Yeah. And and if you're a regular listener of the show, you would have heard Juzzy on Friday night on our regular slot talking all our predictions and hypes and wants and needs for E3 2016. Let's see if any of them came true in this conference. Um, yeah. Like, I guess we should just get started and talk about what E3 announced this time around. Well, we wanted to just start right at the start, and the first thing that they showed, Titanfall 2. Mm. Now, after, after being late for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, oh, I think well, let's start just... there. They were <laughs> late to start. We and, were ready to go. Snacks were out. And, yeah. you know, 10 minutes of, of buzzwords. Yeah, like, man. Oh, E3, games. Play. Live. Live. Competition. <laughs> Competition they actually did touch on in a pretty meaningful way in my opinion. Opinion. Yeah, and we will mm. get to that a bit later. But yeah, first, first, and no, foremost. wait, wait, wait. Going back to predictions. So did did you guys sort of predict what happens today? Oh, I predicted that there would be Mass Effect Andromeda stuff. Yeah, um, I think that's sort of the only prediction that I had that um, came true. Because there was no way I would have predicted that I would have spent another twenty minutes on football after last year's Pele disaster. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I have my tweet that I did. Um, an hour ago, just before the press conference started, because they were running late. Expectations for EA Games at E3 uh, in their press conference. 20 minutes of sports, a few Star Wars things. I thought The Sims would happen. Didn't. Something new, <laughs> Indie Darlings, and Bioware. Yeah. So, for the most part, I was right. The reason I said Bioware, though, was because I thought they would do something Dragon Age, which they didn't. I think it's. I think Dragon Age Origins was only. I'm sorry. Um, Inquisition was only yeah. what last year. But there was um there was a teaser from one of the game's producers, and um they were poking around sort of questions about something tactical for oh, okay. the game. Ooh. So maybe could um, still appear somewhere else though. Maybe they didn't think it was GDC. mainstream enough to be in their press yeah. conference, but maybe like a line in Sony's. Yeah, either. but like I I think I hit the nail on the head for the most part. 
Nailed it. I think you underestimated how long they were going to talk about sports. Oh, I think I may have, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, going back to Titanfall, because, Michael, you just started that conversation. I did. And basically, they announced Titanfall 2, which is going to be on PS4 this time around as well, mm. um, developed by Respawn. Uh, mechs and shooters, more customization, more hardcore titans, parkour, different skills, hardcore parkour. Make um, friends with your mech. If I may, the big, the real big news to come out of this was that Titanfall One, which was Xbox One and PC exclusive, is coming to PlayStation Four, yeah. um, which is very exciting because we discovered that most of the team are PlayStation gamers. Mm. There's um, no bias on this team at all. No, like... <laughs> I think acknowledging bias good. is fine, yeah. Yeah, Titanfall 1 looks good. I was disappointed I didn't get to play it. Um, and, you know, this this looks more good. So. More good. More good. I, I, Actual quote from Jazzy. And, and we'll say as well that they basically had, like, a, a multiplayer tester available to sort of sign up for. A stress test. A stress test. Yeah. um, One person out of our team managed to get on before the website crashed. Basically, Alex got on. Look, I was on the website straight away. When I got on the website, it was still advertising Titanfall 1. And and everyone else got a 404. Uh, I got a 403. You got a 403? I didn't know that was I saw you sign up later, though, San. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, okay. So, we might check that out. Yeah, if you want to if you want to do that just head to the Titanfall website. You can sign up for that and um yeah. But who knows if they'll let us in Australia without dodgy yeah, of course. internet. The server might still be down as well, but yeah. Um so that's set to release on October the 28th. So assuming there are no delays or no um technical bugs then that that should be happening. How how excited are you guys for for this based on what you've seen? Uh, I think I think it looked Interesting. It looks like there was um, some nice movement stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a lot of jumping around and a lot of running around. And I know that was a big thing with Titanfall 1 was mechs versus people not in mechs. So they made the people not in mechs, like, super good at moving. And it looks like they're going to continue to be super good at moving. So that's, yeah. that's kind of nice. And the storyline... The story trailer oh, right, looks yeah. really good. Yeah, they, it looks surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah and they, that's another thing we didn't mention. Um, Titanfall One, which was exclusively multiplayer, multiplayer. Uh, Titanfall Two will now feature a full single player. Campaign. Which was the main complaint about Titanfall One because they put all the stuff that would have been single player into the multiplayer, and a lot of other games of a similar vein. Yeah, exactly. Star Wars Battlefront. One of the main things that they sort of like repeated between games was that they would listen to their fans. And, like, I realise that's a very buzzword sort of, like, key thing that a lot of companies say. But, you know, hopefully it comes through because, yeah, that's definitely been a loud and clear message from the gaming community. Yeah, it's sort of weird because it felt like, um, you know, five years ago everybody was moving away from single-player, like, community and devs alike to just be multiplayer exclusive and it feels like there's been a big pushback this generation towards single-player. Yeah, I, th- I think it's been more that, like, you know, they've gotten rid of the single player going, oh, like, you know, there's been a change in the community, but then the community's still like, no, we still want our single player. Yeah. Like, yeah. I still enjoy single player. I enjoy it more than I do multiplayer. Yeah, I think, s- same with me, like, to be honest, like, the game doesn't appeal to me as purely a multiplayer game, but looking at, like, a single player campaign with a story, it might be something I'd want to pick up and have a go at. And we we all had a sort of a similar reaction to the single player trailer, which was it just looked like a completely different game. 
Mm. Yeah. And we were confused for us until they flashed up the logo, which is actually a good sign because it means the single player and your multiplayer will be different experiences. There was actually like a, a discussion. I think it came up sort of at the the original point of um like online gaming like maybe say three years ago when it became mainstream that there was a discussion surrounding if games would sort of split into halves as opposed to being multifaceted because people kind of there was one school of people who were like games will always have single and multiplayer in the same package Mm -hmm. and then there would be um and then obviously there was another school of thought which thought we would go exclusive one way or the other games would either remain single player or remain multiplayer dependent on what the game was and obviously people who like came from game design was like it's dependent on the game depending um and like what its focus should be yeah um that being said like i think this um especially given how much games are costing to develop and sometimes not making you know their targets it might be a legitimate way of going about things because imagine if you you guys don't sound like you want to play um titanfall online at all and, like, how would it sound if it was cheaper if you could just get the single-player mode? See, my thing would be, like, say say if I could get it cheaper, the single-player mode, and then pay the rest for the multiplayer mode, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Because my thing is, is that, like, I'm not saying that I hate playing online multiplayer. I just like experience the, experiencing the game and the story, though. Because, like, once I've finished the story, it's like, I still like this game. I still like the mechanics, and I, sometimes I don't want to play through the story again. Yeah. What am I meant to do now? Like, God of War, I liked it, and I like the mechanics, except as soon as the story's over, I'm like, eh. Yeah, if there's a, an Done. upgrade path from when once you've played the single player to then get that multiplayer, either just for the upgrade of the difference between what you paid and yeah. what the main game is, or at some sort of discounted rate, I would be interested in that. And I've done that before. Um, Fight Night Champion, which I believe was the last Fight Night boxing game, I actually brought the single-player yeah. mode for because they split that off because that was actually a stro- heavily story-driven, interesting uh, mode, which yeah. didn't come with a multiplayer. So I just think it, it's an interesting point to consider, and given that EA is so big, they mm. could probably push that given that um, a bunch of their games are sort of of this multifaceted, um, like, feature-heavy um, sort of, like, type of game. We've seen before as well where they've done this thing where um, with some of the previous Battlefield and the big yeah. shooters where DICE has done the multiplayer and a different developer has made the single player. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really just the next step from that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, there's always um, the whole, like, if you if you buy it new, that's how you get the multiplayer, and then you have yeah. to buy, like, a code. But people felt pretty crappy about that, so I'm not surprised that that's not moved forward. I mean, that was a, a pretty crappy system. Yeah. So, I, yeah? I think, um, overall, a lot of people in, in who were watching this conference live seem pretty excited about Titanfall. Um, in comparison I, to everything else. I think, I think throughout this conference, the audience's attention kind of waned. And, yeah, and can, can we just talk about that real quick? How not into it at all the audience was. And, yeah. they were and this, even the guests at they times. Were, they were doing this weird thing as well where they were showing some in some games yeah. in Los Angeles and some games in London. So I'd imagine for if you were in the crowd at Ivory Lowe's, there would just be a lot of watching the screen. And then, yeah, as you said, the guests just didn't seem into it at all. Yeah. There, were, there were lots of crosses in this conference to, like, uh, I don't know, other other places other than the p- conference itself, and it just... A lot of it just seemed irrelevant. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, a, a lot of this conference, particularly after Titanfall, just started 
going a bit off topic and not really showing much of the game. Like, despite going off topic, it still seemed like what we expected. Yeah. Like, there were no surprises. Yeah. And I think this is the big elephant in the room, is that I, I said, and I think you put it best as we were heading over, there was a lot of tell and not a lot of show. Yeah. And it's like, so there was lots of describing how we're listening to the players, but barely going into it. And even in some of the trailers, like, I, I appreciate seeing devs do their work and getting excited based on, you know, the things that they're working on on screen, but that's not gameplay. No. And so, like, that doesn't get me more excited for the game. Like, I don't know, there just wasn't enough content. And, like, I realized that the, the conference was short. I think it ran for maybe 40 minutes. About 40. 40 to 50. Um, and on top of the fact that they were running late and there were just guests that were completely irrelevant to me, we'll be diving into some of the sports games after the mm-hmm. break. You were listening to Player One, um, doing a special live coverage of EA. <laughs> You're listening to Player One on Sin Nation. We're covering E3, um, in particular EA's press conference, which happened this morning. Started approximately at 6, approximately. Um, And we just covered Titanfall 2 just before, and now we're about to dive into Sports Ball, EA Games, Sports Division, FIFA, Madden. Those were the only two that they covered, despite how um, the the amount of uh, sports games under their, their umbrella. Um, so, Alex, do you want to lead this, considering you're, you're the sports desk EP? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, well, one of the main things that the, in terms of games that they announced was FIFA 17, which is an... Ex- it's, it's weird saying announced for, for the games that have the year after yeah, them. I'm just yeah. like, we know they're coming. It's we, not we know really they're coming, yet. and, you know, it, it is another FIFA game, another year, another FIFA game. Unlike, unlike you know... Um, but yeah, so FIFA 17 was announced, and it looks all right, like it looks visually. Like every it, other one for the past few yeah. years, though. Yeah, as these games usually um, do. Like each sort of console generation, the FIFA games will look better, obviously, and then they sort of just look the same. For, they did a until cute the next generation. Yeah, they did a cute thing where they sort of went through the past of the FIFA games, mm-hmm. um, which was very brief, and we we're like, <laughs> it's just an emu- like an emulator, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it looks good. Well, let's talk about the biggest kind of news in regards to this game, which I'm pretty sure did leak. Um, yeah, leaked um, yesterday. Yeah, which was that there is now a story mode um, with you know fully cinematic and everything, uh, based on a fictional player called Alex Hunter, who mm. you choose, uh, who you control, I guess, and all of the decisions you make on mm-hmm. and off pitch, sort of influence his career uh, as w- an up-and-coming player. I wonder if I can play for more teams than just Man U? Because mm. I don't really want to play for Man U, to be honest. Well, so, I don't know how familiar you all are with the NBA 2K16 storyline, <laughs> otherwise known as the greatest piece of cinematic anything in video game history. Um, but uh, in that game, you start off just playing for one team, and like you, you're locked in with that team, and then... Um, from there, eventually you get choice. So maybe it's going to be something like that, where you just start as Alex Hunter. And to get in front of Alex, because I know what he's about to say, yes, we all hope Spike Lee will be directing the story <laughs> mode. Um, I would also like to, and I would also like to play for Leicester City, so that way I can have a real rags to riches story. What, what, sure. What did you guys think of the um, all the cinematic story mode stuff? Because it was quite uh, dramatized and. 
I guess that they were playing it up uh, for the audience. But did you guys have any thoughts on it? Please let it stop. I, I'm. I mean, that's that's what you have to do for your story mode. Like you have to add those flourishes and those dramatic moments outside of actually playing the game for it to be different to just playing like the season mode or the or the gm mode or whatever they end up calling it yeah like i I think it's cute like you're not going to play you know a a player who goes to a private school and gets in on like a sports scholarship because that would be boring and disinteresting so like i i think that's if you're going to have a story mode this is how dramatic it's gonna be um so it's kind of whatever for me like obviously i I think i'm probably the least interested in, sure. in the sports I'm game. I'm not sure about that. Oh, oh. I don't know, Michael. I could be a lot less interested. <laughs> Even Actually, I'm... I loved FIFA 2001 on my PS1, but, like, and, I don't know, that I game this, was amazing. This is, a, this is a thing, like, FIFA, like, and I think mo- I think at least me, Alex, and maybe Michael would agree, can be fun to play on the odd occasion against somebody is just like, hey, we've got 10 minutes, let's play a quick game of FIFA. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I, th- I agree with you on that one. Had I, if I was going to a mate's place and we were like, oh, you know, we've got a bit to kill. Yeah. I've got FIFA. Let's let's play some FIFA. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. sweet. It'd just be like, yeah, let's put on some FIFA. But I just like... The gameplay is pretty fixed in that those games. Like, they don't, it doesn't change the more you play it. It's just sort of the same experience each time. It's yeah. Then, as far as I And then you play online and you just watch people get saltier and saltier. Yeah. They, they, one of the devs did sort of mention that, like, I think it was a producer... Uh, mentioned how they changed up the AI, um, but I feel like again that that's par for the course when you're coming up with another FIFA game. You know, once every year, of course, you're going to change something to do with the AI. It's probably one of the few things that can improve other than the graphics. Yeah, th- I think there was also, and that might this might be a similar thing, but there was the active intelligence system that they were boasting, which was just some which new is basically buzzwords. a new buzzword buzzword version of the same thing they promise every year. Yeah, yeah ba- basically, it's for when players aren't on the ball, they they do stupid things, mm. and they've been saying for years they're yeah. going to do that. So. And like. You know, when they say that they're hoping to improve it, you sort of just have to wait for reviews or play it yourself to see if it has or not because it's really... Like, you can't really know otherwise because everything that they show will obviously be sort of tailor-made for E3 or a press conference. And the thing with these sports games is, realistically, you already know if you're going to buy this or not. Yeah. You're you're either on the FIFA train or you're not. Every year, yeah, exactly. And FIFA 16 was the um, highest-selling game in the UK for last year. That is not surprising. Yeah. So, like, these, these games make a lot of money, so it's obvious why they spend so long on it, but... My God, they spent way too long on yeah. FIFA. To, to be fair. Even as somebody who occasionally likes playing soccer, they spent way too long on FIFA. Yeah. Additionally, with FIFA, we got the new feature that apparently people want where there are real uh, Premier League managers that stand on the sidelines. That's, that's not surprising, I guess. Yeah. So, so this is something that, again, to take it back to NBA, they've had in the NBA where you look over on the sideline and you can see the coach. That's yeah. basically what this is. That's one of the things that EA does with all of its sports titles. If it brings in a new feature in one of its games, it will sort of spread its wings to the mm. the others to make it sort of like in EA brand. Yeah. Um, there oh. was this really weird moment where they brought Jose Marino. Jose Marino, on yeah. Stage, oh man, um, who is the new manager of Manchester United, and was this year's Pele? Um, uh, there was claims that there was banter, but it just seemed like neither of them wanted to be there. So, so uh, no, one of them, like the the guy, wanted to be there. The guest didn't. Yeah, he kind of wanted to be there. 
Um, he just had his hands in his pockets, and he, they were talking about his son playing the game. He's like, oh, my son plays this game until like 2 a.m. in the morning. I know if I wake up at 2 a.m. in the morning, it's because of his racket, and he, he pays for stuff in your game. Ugh. Yeah, this basically just became Angry Dad complains about game to game developer for a moment, which yeah. is kind of amazing. That is actually the best description of what it became. No, and um, the other weird thing was like the the guy was trying to be like, "Hey, let's bring up a screenshot of him in the game," and then he was like, "He looks good, doesn't he?" And nobody responded. Yeah, yeah. There um, were a few awkward lulls well, from the audience in this conference, yeah. I must say. And particularly in this bit. And the thing is, like, I wouldn't have even said that Jose Marino was a well-liked manager or anything. Well-known, like, but not well Well-known, but not liked. Infamous. Um, and the thing is, Euro 2016, which is a major soccer yeah. tournament in Europe, is actually happening at the moment. Uh, uh, so, o- like, only Russia and uh, Germany and Ukraine were playing at that point. Oh, okay. Because he mentioned that the England game was over. Last last year, um, EA brought out Pele, who is the greatest soccer player of all time, yep. um, and he rambled for about 15, 20 minutes about soccer and life, and I'm sure a whole bunch of other stuff. It was very hard to follow, and this just felt like the new Pele. Yeah. Um, and, like, the other weird thing about... So, so we, we touched on how long they spent on just FIFA, but they played... I I think three trailers mm. in this one bit, and I realized that you know they were all slightly different, like they all had slightly different focuses. But I still don't care if it's on a clock. Yeah, Should, like give that stuff to like the major gaming sites, and they'll plug the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. To put it on YouTube, we'll watch it later. Just tell me what like the main um, selling point of your game yeah. is. Show me a trailer for that. Move on. Show me more games. One of those trailers was actually they, they probably needed to show, and that was the single player trailer because that's something. Yeah, exactly. That's new. their that's their main selling point. But then they showed that weird new features trailer, and then mm. they showed a new managers trailer, and it's yeah. like this. Is, this reminds me of when for Metal Gear Solid Five, Konami put out the box trailer. But the thing is, Konami didn't make us all watch that at E3. Yeah, <laughs> covering EA's press conference um, at E3. From this morning, we've covered um, FIFA and Titanfall 2 already. Um, so let's move on to more sports ball. Madden, um, they didn't talk about it very much. No, um, and they never really have. So there were a couple of weird things with, with the Madden one. Um, so they were switching between London and Los Angeles, and weirdly they decided to show this at the London um, press conference. Play into your audience. Which, you know, way to get an already hyped crowd even more hyped. Mm. Um, yeah, they didn't show a lot. They've, uh, they're claiming they've added a couple of new things. Um, again, this is every one of those things where every sports game probably feels the same. Yeah. But if you play it, if you like play it hardcore, you'll notice a difference straight away. Yeah. So, um, um they they barely talked about gameplay though. So yeah. you're right there. Um, let's pretty much move directly to its unique selling point, esports. So they're 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 dropping the esports um, on on NFL um, 17, and basically they what they're introducing is like a structured tiered system to competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's going to be three tiers: Challenger, Premier, and um, EA majors, which there'll be four of over the space of a year. So there'll be one each quarter. So so sort of like the major um, scene in tennis or golf where there's one a year and yeah. you win them all, you win the Grand Slam. Yeah, and it's also the same sort of system that CSGO and um, Dota bases itself on. So like 
yeah, like it seems like a solid structure. Like they've they've obviously researched and there's like stuff already out mm-hmm. there that's pre-existing. And I mean, there is a great track record for games that have come out and said we're an esport now, so this yeah. can't go badly at all. Well, thankfully, the, they've only sort of scheduled um, like a year. Yeah. set aside for this but that's that again to be expected given the yeah. annual releases of the games and then Madden 18 will come out and they'll do it all over again uh, they are pretty behind this though like there is a massive prize pool it's not massive no 50,000 uh, for well, however much it is is not, not massive not in terms of, of of esports in general but like for the first time they've done something like this for a sports game I'd like say this. even that's not it's not that it, massive it, it's the default amount yeah which is a million total prize pool yeah. Um, but what, I don't, I'm not sure. I've got a funny feeling they said something about fifty thousand. Yeah, let's say fifty thousand. Yeah, like that seems pretty safe. It's it's half of the the total. No wait, a tenth. A tenth. Yeah. A f- oh no, no, a tenth's tiny. No, that's no, it's that's not a, even, even a twentieth. Yeah, it's a twentieth. Maybe 20th. it wasn't a million. Maybe no, I think they said there were no. a million players or something. No, it was up no, to. No, it's no, up there was to, definitely was a, a million. Prize pool of a million. Okay, but I don't maybe know. It wasn't fifty thousand. Yeah, then. like I could understand if it was like a hundred thousand or yeah, you know, a bit more than that. Like, but fifty thousand is really low. In, yeah. in any case, it was a low prize pool when you compare it against probably any other e. Yeah, sports no, prize it's pool it's for not even it's not even that low depending on tournaments. Yeah. Um, but what it, they made it sound like was it was a million over the the year's events. Ah. If, if it if it's a mil per say say major, that that's pretty normal. Right. But basically, you have to qualify by playing, you know, your ch- your challenger tournaments, which they made it sound like any player can sort of set up their own tournament, which is kind of cool. Um, mm. But then, obviously, there will be official ones where you can work your way up from a challenger to a premier to, to um, qualifying for the um, EA majors. Um, they brought in, like, eight... They flew in eight players. I'm not sure if... Like you know, if it's really that <laughs> big of a deal, can we talk about that for a second? That was weird. They flew in eight players. They did video packages for two of them. Yeah, but I think I feel like they they were like the best ones. Yeah, yeah. It um, was just, it was just weird. It just felt like yeah, we're gonna do video packages for two of you. Who are the other six? Who cares? I also feel bad for the one guy who they just started making fun of because he yes, <laughs> because he had broken his like arm or his collarbone. collarbone. And the 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 story he had, he's like, oh, what happened? And he's like, oh, I didn't tie up my shoelaces that I tripped over. And you're like, oh. And he was racing his friend, apparently. Yeah. Esports does not does not um apparently contribute to running. Yeah. Or at least Madden. Esports versus real sports. The scorecard is zero one. Favorite um, real sports at the moment. And obviously, the the only other thing that they really confirmed um, was that it was multi-platform, again, to be expected. But we're not sure how that ties into the whole esports thing, if there'll be cross, pro, cross-platform stuff or if there'll be competitions per console slash PC. Yeah. Um, so that should be interesting. Um, um, there was that, there were, I mean, there was that big news story that came out earlier this year where Microsoft basically said, yeah, we're cross-platform with Sony now. It's up to them to turn it on. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if, if any company would have the pressure to do yeah. get that through, that would be EA. Yeah. And um, the only... So, so I think out of all of us, I'm probably the biggest eSports fan. Um, I think that's pretty fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, I think the structure is really cool, and I think it's cool that EA is doing this. I just think it's a shame that it's um, for, for Madden. Although, and I'm just like, oh, it's it's great for the Americans because they might give a crap. Yeah, but well, why not FIFA? But but I think it's harder to do with no. FIFA because FIFA's audience is really wide and really varied. Yeah, because I know for a long time, um, 
like I think depending on where you play is I remember hearing is like whether or not it's pro evolution soccer. Like in I think pro evolution is bigger in Asia than it is in um Yeah, no it yeah, is because it's made it's um yeah. it's yeah. developed in Japan. Um but yeah, but besides that like Brazil plays FIFA, you know, you've got all these different nations playing FIFA organizing competitions. Like trying it with Madden is probably a safer, you know, more localized audience that they I, can I get that it's localized it, it just means that i don't care yeah it is weird that they're bringing esports into a game where the teams are fundamentally unbalanced because they reflect the real life teams ah yeah so because you know like obviously if you're going to play just as an example if you're going to play as um the vikings you want to play as like the players that are on the vikings now and they will have unique talents and abilities but they don't balance out in real life yeah um, so that's going to be interesting to see what they will do around that yeah but the other thing is there's there is a scene around fifa already i just mm. don't think it's directly organized by ea yeah and, and the other thing is that you already have like you already have where situations where you like the gm and the franchise modes are multiplayer online so people can be playing a season with their 20 friends or whatever. Yeah. It's cool that they have added ta- they're adding tournament modes into that so yeah. you can just run a quick tournament. Yeah. So um fun. so I, I think that's pretty much a majority of our thoughts on on Madden like there wasn't really too much else they sort of saved all the sports stuff for FIFA. It kind of look it looked okay. Yeah. Like it looked it looked good like graphically wise it looked good. Yeah, which is all you can really ask for. Yeah. <laughs> covering E3 for this year using the hashtag POE3 um, and this morning the only press conference um, to go uh, so far EA um, pretty been pre- pretty lackluster thus far gonna start Guys, calling it um, a the <laughs> wow what um, the best uh, or at least the most exciting point to, uh, so far for the E3 press conference was a Mass Effect Andromeda, yeah. Um, because, look, I played a lot of Mass Effect. I have played Mass Effect 2 multiple times. It is a, a, an amazing game. And I am I am so keen for Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. Um, so, again, uh, it's very story-driven, to be expected. It's a Mass Effect game. Um, basically, you're, you're leaving the Milky Way to find a new home. It's interesting, um, it, like, separate from the uh, classic trilogy... Um, and because, largely because you're sort of viewed as the alien. Yeah, I mean, you, you sort of... and It's a little weird that they went with that line because yeah. in Mass Effect, you already sort of were the... Humans were the outsiders. They were brand new to, to the, council, the galaxy yeah. and to the council. Yeah. Um, like, all the aliens, the, the Kogans and the Asari and everybody <coughs> else, they'd known that they existed for a long time. Mm. Whereas the humans are just along and just like... Hey! What up? We're hey. here. Um, and it, it's weird then that Shepard just would party with all the peeps. Yeah, it's weird that they're pushing that as the angle again, but I guess it kind of makes sense. Like, that's sort of the most effect story is humanity finding its way in a space environment. So, cool for that. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm keen. And look, the big, the big thing that got me really excited was Mass Effect Relays were back. Um because that means that they've picked an ending from Mass Effect 3 to be a canonical ending. Yeah. Which, the ending for Mass Effect 3 is a disaster. Let's just be honest with ourselves. I don't... I haven't played it. Basically, um, the entire game is... All the France series was about choice and was about Shepard making, like, difficult choices and then the ending for that game boiled down to a what was originally a binary choice. 
Yeah, like oh, it, choose, it, it, it choose the good ended. or choose the bad. And that was not the Mass Effect experience. Like the way to do that would have been to have your choices throughout the French throughout the series lead to one of those being chosen automatically for you. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm keen for Mass Effect Andromeda. It looks really good. It's a whole new stuff. The idea that they're they're in a new galaxy means potentially new alien races. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Um. So one of the lines that they also dropped was there will be more freedom than in this game than any other Bioware game to date, <coughs> which is again kind of buzzwordy. It like, looked a little bit more open worldy. Yeah. I mean, obviously we've just seen a trailer, but there was. The thing with Mass Effect is it's uh, actually... Again, pet peeve, there, were, there was devving in this trailer and it was really unclear as to what was happening at times. Yeah. And I don't think they showed any gameplay. I think they showed a, a bit. Um, yeah. But whether it was it, oh, they showed stuff from the game, whether it was a gameplay or whether it was just a CGI trailer, I, it's hard T- to say. Tell you what, no, everything was in in-game trailers. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like in-engine, rather. So, like, again, we're, we're at the point technologically that that's you know, possible and very, like, common, which is great. Um, and it looks cool. But, yeah, I got nothing. I mean, I remember that they showed that sweet dune buggy thing. Yeah, and that, that's and why I think I say that might have been in-game. That's why I say it looks more open, because the thing with the original Mass Effect, which it did a okay job, well, that series did an okay job at hiding, was it's actually very linear. Mm. You literally just move forward, here's a combat room, move forward. Yeah. Um, and within that, like, you're making choices, I, but it's very linear. I wonder if, um, because of the way that the story is structured, that, um, like, it will be very self-contained and there's sort of a goal that you play towards rather than it being sort of story-driven. Maybe. So, So you can go experience the galaxy um, and, like, but you, you do end up finding a home sort of thing for the for humans or whatever. So that would be an interesting way for the, the game to go. Yeah, that could be. I mean, I don't want to speculate too much on the story, but if this is going to be a new trilogy or something, like yeah. hopefully, th- some like somehow... that hasn't been confirmed yet, though. Yeah, I mean, I I always hope that it's going to be a new trilogy because I I love let's Mass hope, Effect. Let's hope that this game it's, is good first. It's Star Wars in space, but yeah. with um Without humans not being the main alien, um, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. and we're we're looking at a, a quarter one. 2017 release for this game. Tentatively. Tentatively. Yeah. Likely to be delayed like a lot of big games these days. But um, PC, PS4 and Xbox One release as well, yeah. as you'd expect. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so I, I believe three of us here haven't played Mass Effect. Uh, I played the first one. Like yeah, I got I partway a... through, but I didn't complete it. I Because I've... Yeah, I'd never been able to See, complete. One. I would recommend just starting with the second one. Yeah, that's a lot what of I people, got told. Yeah, a lot of people have said that. The second one was the first PlayStation Three one, so they actually tried to make go and make it be like easy to get into. Yeah. Um, Although I didn't I'm, have them on PC, will that make a difference? Yeah, I mean, just just I would. I mean, I would still start with the second one. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'll be curious to see because the big thing with Mass Effect was porting your saves. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see what, if any, your save from Mass Effect Three carries over. Yeah. Um, um it, it should. It will be interesting to see more details. But like, I, what I was going to ask was, um, what would get you guys into the series? Um, based on what you know and sort of expanding on that, Michael. I've actually... Or do you just not care? No, I, I've got a few friends who, who've said really good things about these games, but uh, 
to be honest, the art style doesn't really appeal to me that much. I, I'd, I'd check it out if it was getting good reviews and stuff. But, but they have gotten good reviews. Like this new one. Like, oh. I, I, I don't know. To, to be honest, like, I, it's not... It's not exactly the kind of game I've played, but I think it's interesting how there's there's the role playing aspects in it. Mm. So I think it would be worth worth checking out. But overall, it doesn't excite me that much. So so nothing could draw you in other than good reviews. Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> how about you, Alex? What like, to Mass Effect the Andromeda? Yeah. Um, look, to be honest, there's not much really stopping me from playing the Mass Effect series, because I do, I do enjoy the aspects of, like, you know, the whole space stuff and all that, so, like, I probably would pick it up, but, like, the thing that's stopping me right now is my lack of background in the Mass Effect world. Yeah. So, probably, if I go play two, like, two and three, and get the background, I would probably pick it up, but until then, I'm still a bit iffy. That'll be what's interesting to me, because this will be an entirely new, like galaxy and setting will be how much you need to know from the backstory and how yeah. they'll explain it um i might i might I, wait for you to pick up the game and see what, what you think yeah sure Consid- i just i just hope that they keep the paragon and renegade system because it was this really cool thing um just as an example your character in mass effect 2 in a is in a high-rise apartment building going through it to try to save someone it is a bit where you come up on an enemy unsuspected and it becomes a cutscene, and there's just these long lingering shots of your character and you can see there like the guy with your back to you and a window in front of him and it's got the R2 button there and it's like you know if you hit the R2 button your character is going to kick him out the window but that's going to be a bad action get you bad points and you're like do I do it or not and it just teases you and teases you <laughs> yeah. and teases you and teases you about it and like so, I fully suspect that that will happen I like, hope it, it's that a very stays in. it's a very iconic piece like it is a very um recognizable part of the the Mass Effect you know brand Actually, um, what about you, Sam? Like, what would get you interested? Well, thank, in like, f- thank you yeah, for asking. Yeah, I just realised no one ever um, ended up asking you. <laughs> my, I think my my main thing would be, yeah, so, sort of touching back on what um, Alex said, like, I, I've always been interested in the series, but then one game after the other came out, and then I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. And in order to play what like any of the sequels, and I realised that people keep saying start with two, but it still isn't what yeah. you... you go towards yeah um so you know after a set period of time i was just like oh well that's a trilogy gone by and i don't have the time to play it yeah and Um, and from what i've heard they're long games as well yeah and so i'm i'm fine with that i'm fine with that as is i would be most interested in andromeda if basically it was a self-contained story and it got me interested in the world so if i went back and played it it would give me more content surrounding the the world, yeah. but not make me feel excluded being a new player. Yeah, that's that's the sort of thing that I agree with. Is yeah. that if that was the case, I'd be all down for it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there's a trailer out cont- contains lots of bits and pieces from the game, mostly just world building. So um, and obviously there there are some Easter eggs and references to the previous Mass Effect trilogy, um, but that's slated to come out first quarter of next year um you're listening to player one on sin nation i'm keen mixed feeling uh overall we just covered um mass effect andromeda um covered titanfall 2 and the sports games and we're about to dive into um indie stuff what you just listened to was an oc remix by coyote um a remix of um mass effect's uh first theme leaving earth and an end called saving earth um, so yeah, let's dive into the indie stuff. So <coughs> it's called EA Originals. 
um, which is kind of cute given that there's there's EA Origins. Yeah, and EA's had like third party programs in the past. Um, probably the most well known game to come out of that was Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's cool to see EA getting behind indies. Um, yeah. And I think the the key piece of information here, at least the piece of information I was most excited to hear, was that all the profit from these games is going straight back to the developers. Yeah, so they're, they're a non-douchey publishing arm. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of string attached or something. There has to be. But at least, like, that that's a cool thing to be out front saying, hey, this is... We're doing this to help advantage developers not to just make money off indies yeah and despite like the the huge support they're boasting for indie games there was actually only one game showed off yeah this is the disappointing part of it yeah Yeah, pretty pretty, uh, in one way kind of sad but in another way it was good because the game itself looked really nice it's called fee fe um and it was basically from what i gathered it was a kind of like platforming style world 3D where you you play as some kind of uh, creature kind of creature and you I think music was a big focus for it yeah so so it's a a wordless game um, Mm. and um, basically every living thing in that world so plants and animals alike have um, a a unique song and Mm. you're meant to use those uh, songs to to learn about them and get to know them. So yeah, it sounds to me like it's going to be a puzzle game yeah. of yeah. some description. And there was a big focus on sort of this idea of uh, human connection to nature and yep. our connection to the world. Um, it felt very philosophical at points when they were talking about it. Uh, but overall, like, the, the trailer looked beautiful. In fact, Justin compared it to, like, a watercolour kind of painting. So it did sort of look like a painting, mm. Um and it reminds me visually of both Yanni, um, which came... Uh, was, I can't remember what the actual name of it was, but it came out very early this year. Um, and it also reminded me of Ori and the Blind Forest, particularly with the character design of the main character. Yeah, um, I saw a tweet that described it perfectly. Um, it, it's parts Limbo mm. and um, parts Bambi with bright lights. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it, there's just a there's just a nice sort of, I guess sort of washed out would probably be the best way to it's, describe its, its style to the it's ethereal to the, all the visuals yeah, it, like a floatiness to it. It did look yeah re- really really beautiful as we've said. I, I think for me I I didn't get much of an idea of what you actually do with the songs and what how like so there was a bit in the trailer where there was. Um, he plays the song to get a bird character to come near him and let him ride it on, let them ride the bird. Yeah. yeah. So it looked to me like it was going to be getting plants and animals to do what you want for it, a yeah. song. It almost seems like um, uh, like a classic adventure game where you do you collect a bunch of things and then you combine them at the right time yeah. to do contextual Cause, things. Because yeah. the other thing that I'd like to, that remind me of that is that I think at one point he uses a song in order to attack one of the bad guys, like, convince one of the bigger creatures to attack them. Yeah. yeah. So that I noticed. Yeah. Um, but it, it purposed... Like, the, the dev um, who, who came up and spoke for it um, basically said that, yeah, no words, so obviously there was no descriptions 
in the trailer itself, which I appreciated. I think that's actually really smart um, for the trailer to do. Mm-hmm. And um, they also said specifically there's no hand-holding in the game. So you either, like, you learn from doing in the game or you just won't get it. Yeah. This was a rare example of EA going with show, not tell. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the trailer, a lot of the other stuff that we saw was a lot of, oh, you'll be able to do this in the game now and, and telling us, and this was just, we're just going to show you what this game is. Yeah, it, it did feel a lot like this game would be largely exploration kind of base. Like, you yeah. just sort of move around until you solve the puzzle or get to the, the mm. next place you're meant to go. Um, and I just I just want to say very quickly that it was so nice that they got the actual dev out there and he seemed like the only person who actually wanted to be there. Yeah, yeah. he was so excited, also, so keen. And really humble about, yeah. Yeah. about being there as well. And, and you could tell he, he was nervous and he was like obviously not somebody who'd done press conferences before oh, totally. on that scale. Oh, yeah. But like, good, good on him. I'm so excited to see what that ends up being and what yeah, I, EA I Originals ends up being. Overall, for me, Fee was probably the, the coolest or most innovative looking thing that, that um, was featured in this conference. I, I would say it's the only thing we saw in the conference which doesn't look like something we've seen before. And yeah, prob- and, yeah and like one of the biggest surprises, like everything else you you pretty much saw coming from well, these guys. There was one. there was one other big surprise, I think, which was the EA play to give. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is sort of, I guess, I guess the easiest way to describe it is like EA's new charity venture where your in game, the way they put it was your in game achievements would lead to charity money. Yeah, but let's be real, it was super vague. It was very vague. Yeah, we, um, we, I, I sort of gathered it as, as an achievement system where really difficult achievements that get unlocked see. Uh, donations, but yeah, yeah. They, they... Whereas I, I got the opposite. I, I thought it seemed like an in-game event. It didn't. They didn't mm. really confirm if it was difficult or not. But people can do it, and then it would lead to um, money going towards charity. Yeah, and you'd also of... get like an in-game yeah. achievement for it. It yeah. sort of. It did. They didn't actually make clear if it was going to be like an achievement or a trophy, or if it was just going to be an event. But yeah, and they didn't. They didn't go into. Whether it was just if one person achieved this thing, like would it be a difficult thing? Yeah, quality how or, much, or quantity. So how much would go per this achievement being done? How many people would need to achieve it to meet a minimum requirement? Um, like how much is each person's achievement actually contributing? Yeah. So there, there's a lot of questions here. Like I'm, I'm all for donating to charity, and among the charities they listed, there's ones there to help get women into coding and making games so that's you know great they've they've got done some research there and picked some good charities yeah but... so there's he for she code uh, t- uh 240 and um there was another coding one um and like i think there were five charities overall yeah um i just can't quite remember what i think one of them were. was like girls who code or something it was something like that it code had a do- longer name code.org the national center for women and information technology and special effect yeah. Um, uh, all up, EA will de- donate one million uh, to these organisations. So it's not one mil to each, like I thought. I okay. Heard. So I, maybe it's going to be there'll be one achievement for each one, and then they're just going to look at how many people achieve each achievement and and decide how they split the money. Because I know, like, if thirty percent of players do the he for she achievement, then thirty percent of the money goes to them, maybe. Yeah. I, I know for FIFA that they were saying that there were, there was a tournament for it. That yeah. was that was the achievement was actually winning one of their tournaments and you'd get a special trophy or something for okay. it. Yeah. 
That's that's what I remember that for FIFA because I was like, oh, okay, so it's not more than just as like when you do one thing. It's and there, yeah. there was talk at the start of a generation that they were going to bring in timed achievements and timed trophies. Yeah, and and limited time. Like if you're playing the game in this particular window, there will be extra tasks that you can do to get trophies and achievements. And this feels like heading down that path while also putting a charity aspect to it yeah and like i I think it is cool because it sort of keeps that immediately uh immediacy surrounding a game makes you want to come back if you if you put it down for a while because it's also in theory kind of new content maybe not so much in the the context Mm. of fifa but um in battlefield 4 and hardline they're they've put in new challenges to tie in um the support and if you know that if you play Battlefield Hardline within this specific time, say one week or however long it is, and because of your playing that game, X amount of money is going to go yep. to charity, like that's that's a good thing as well. Yeah. So um, they did confirm uh, a bunch of charities, and I kind of um, wish that they did that with um, uh, EA Originals. At least showed you know who was under that banner. Yeah. Or just 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 show like um, or say that a piece of art from the game, yeah. just like. Here's a screenshot. Cool. That's what we're or, or even said that um, we have more on the the E3 show floor. So you know, if you go to your um, you know gaming websites, you can at least you know search search EA Original and then you can find more. Yeah. But um, it sounds like there's just um, just fee in uh, under that umbrella for now. Because um, it was weird. Because like Yanni, um, which again I can't remember what the actual name of the game was. Mm. Um, but that was not presented as like as an originals program or anything. That was just presented as a one-off game. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's not a lot to EA originals at this point. Giving a bit of a review on E3 and in particular today on EA's press conference, we've covered pretty much everything other than two two key things: Star Wars, um, and I say Star Wars. In, in brackets general because they they because they it also in. said Star Wars brackets general <laughs> oh and so so I had a problem right they sure. in, in the motion graphics in the the bottom left they were like coming up Star Wars they did that halfway through their press conference before they started going into FIFA and then I was like and then they talked about FIFA for bloody 25 minutes and, and again like they played three trailers for fifa and i'm like don't don't tell me coming up next it like i sure i realize it's not less than five minutes away it's not worth it, it. And, and like uh, the thing is said uh, as i said at the time you're not necessarily somebody who i would have thought would be that interested in star wars you were just you're keen correct. for something that wasn't fifa you, you got me I, I you think, got me friends i think like another issue i had with what they did with the star wars was like they sort of came out and were super vague, and they're like, hey, They glossed like, over it. Here are three games that are already out that you can play, eh? being eh? Galaxy of Heroes, Old Republic, and Battlefield. Because who doesn't like an E3 where we talk about games that, that are already, already out? out. And, and then it was sort of like, but we are working on a few new games. Okay, see ya. And like and that was pretty much it. Like I'm sure people will pull that all apart, and we'll find like yeah. screenshots and stuff from that we that is from new games, and, and I'll be very it. excited in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. I already saw one which looks like a third-person game. Um, with Star Destroyers overhead on Tatooine, where you can see like the Mos Eisley Canteen as it appears in Episode Four, so I'm excited for that as a Star so, Wars fan. So what what was said 
um, was that there's going to be new content in uh, Battlefield from the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a from new... From the new movies. Yeah. No, they said they're adding the Pacific Rim content to Battlefront. Okay. And they are <laughs> well, working on games... Uh, sorry, not Pacific Rim, the Outer out Rim. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they are working on new games with content from the new movies. Okay. Oh, okay. Which is cool because that's what people want in the yeah. first place. And that's why people are so hype on Star Wars right now. Yeah. I'm not going to say in general, I'm just saying right now. Um, new action game from uh, Visceral and a third person adventure Amy game. Hmm? Amy Hennig working on that one, which yeah. is very exciting. Um, and a third-person uh, adventure game from Respawn Entertainment, who are the, the guys behind Titanfall. Um, and also in the trailer, which was mostly people speaking. Um, and very, very minimal uh, gameplay footage here. So you know how Ubisoft do that thing where literally everybody at Ubisoft is required to work on an Assassin's Creed game <laughs> in some way? <laughs> how they just farm it out and are like, oh, Singapore, you can... Make how the boats look, <laughs> yeah. and oh, China, you could decide how the water physics are. But yeah, that's it, what this felt like. It was everybody at EA is going to be working on Star Wars. You, you know what it was? So, so it was like a, a little like um, like I'm going to ten, like just randomly say three minute um video bit, um, but it was like a channel trailer for like YouTube. Yeah, it's like yeah, EA's like that. EA's channel trailer, and it's like, look at all our EA studios around the world. Everyone's interacting with Star Wars, mm. um, and then like you know there would be like the studio head or producer from each um, studio having their little bit about Star Wars, and it's kind of just them, you know, talking about how much they love Star Wars. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is a super important and uh, notable IP for them to hold. Yeah, but just like show something, then show us. Something that you've I'm worked surpri- on. I'm surprised been- we're two years into a 10 year contract and they've managed to put out one game in that time. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, l- there was lots of devving, lots of 3D modeling, not heaps of gameplay from my memory. Anybody? So, yeah. something that I missed from watching it, which got I saw on Twitter later, yeah. was that they did show a, there is a footage of somebody wearing a VR headset oh, of yes. some yeah, I saw yeah. that. We're about yeah. to get to that. Like, yeah. There was, there was um, and I think. There was another uh, bit that sort of sticks in my mind, which was these two guys who looked like staff members who were playing lightsabers, but they were oh, really... they were mo-capping. Yeah, yeah, and that was really cool as well. Yeah. I thought, Sam is unimpressed. Oh, yeah. like if you're if you're in a, a game which has real physics, yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's the it. industry norm. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting, and I'm as I said, I'm sure there was a couple of screenshots that were in there and clips from games that were we actually missed. new. Yeah. And I that think... we've missed, but it, it's hard to tell because I haven't played yeah, two yeah. of the three Star Wars th- games that were already out. So. I think the thing that bothered me the most about that was that there was no indication of like what they were making, except the studios. And like for me, I didn't catch all the studio names, mm. and they weren't shown much. And then all of a sudden, it's just these two dudes working on things. Okay, and also, so so from and memory, so, so from memory, there was Dice, Motive, um, Visceral. Respawn Entertainment and Criterion. So Criterion and Motive are working on Battlefront stuff. Yeah, was what they said in the in this. I, it feels weird to call it a trailer. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a, it's it was like a little vid, video which, feature, which got me disappointed because I really want Criterion to just make a Star Wars pod racing game. Um, <laughs> Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer Two. Come on, guys. 
It was uh, good. We want a sequel. That's what I call pod racing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let, let's move on to Battlefront One. Unless there's any sort of one. Oh. <laughs> I I You're always get the missile. It, it is weird that the Star Wars game is called Battlefront, and then the War game is called Battlefield. Battle Things by yeah. EA. <laughs> the battle game. The, the, the numero uno. Um, what are what are our thoughts? Battle Battlefield One, the very first Battlefield game. Isn't it great that EA is starting off a new franchise? <laughs> uh, and with, with fresh thirty-two on thirty-two combat. Yeah, no, look, uh, this just really? looks like every yeah. cheese. Yeah, because uh-huh. they were doing that sixty-four player yeah, video. That's right. That's that's and and great. from that they were going to do a best of three. They announced that really early, considering yeah. that. So so after the the EA conference, they they had scheduled for an hour of Battlefield One <laughs> um, gameplay, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Other than the fact that it's coming out so soon, and I feel like we know all we need to know about the game. Yeah, but, we know the yeah. name. That's all we needed to know, really. It's old-timey, we know. Um, but, yeah, and it was weird as well because they announced it right at the start and it was just like, why are you telling us this now? This is your, at the end, like your, yeah. just one more thing. Yeah, but it was their get hype and the the hype was palpable. Oh, the audience were very excited. I saw two people clapping. They were very so, They were so there. They were definitely there. Um... <laughs> But I, I think um, another feature that they confirmed, which seems to be one of the... Uh, USPs. What's that? Unique selling points. Yeah, oh. yeah, good one. Unique selling points. Um, was the, so you were paying attention to their buzzwords. Huh. The, buzzwords. Uh, the sporadic weather changes. Yeah, um, so, so the, game, the, the game's confirmed to be... Um, I forgot this was a big announcement. To be confirmed, um, like, the, it's set in Melbourne... So the weather just changes on you. Yeah. So so when it's raining, I can only assume that your tanks don't move. I mean, that'd have to be what it is, or at least it's muddy, so they move a lot slower. Which I guess changes up tactics. But like in the, in the, has anyone played the past games at all? Uh, I played a little bit of Battlefield Two, not are, overly much though. Are there weather effects that are like set? Not or? that I know of. Like, I didn't I, I play think, it a lot. I think there there are set pieces, but I don't think they affect gameplay. Yeah, right, there was okay. that thing where they were trying to do levelution, um, which was what? that the levels were going to change as you played. All oh, right. Um, it was Love weird because they had that in Tiger Woods and in Battlefield, oh. um, but yeah, they've never they've never really done weather stuff. Look, the trailers looked good. Yeah. Like, the single-player and the multiplayer trailers both looked interesting. There was, um, like, an intensity to the action. They showed horses. So, you know, there was a lot of and, excitement. And, and they announced behemoths, which only really sounded like um, the, the Zeppelins, but they made it sound like there would be, be yeah. these hulking giant also, uh, vehicles. Okay. So, this game has tanks, horses, and Zeppelins, so I'll get to live out my Indiana Jones fantasies. It's, it's I am World all of Tanks, set. mate. It's it, World of Tanks. It bothers me that there are war Zeppelins. I don't know. Like, that's mate, the... have yeah, you seen Indiana Jones of we... the Last Crusade? Yeah, but it wasn't a war Zeppelin. We, we get it. They, they didn't last very long. We didn't really use them again. We get it. I, I think I don't... <laughs> also uh, EA was live-streaming gameplay of this uh, for an hour after the show. Yeah, we, we, we said that before. Yeah, they uh, interviewed Snoop Dogg about it. Apparently it was a very awkward interview. Um, I think that's wrapped up, but you should be able to check that um, archively yeah. if you were so inclined and interested in seeing how it looked. I, I was watching a bit of it, and it... And it Seemed pretty smooth and, and looked really nice. So. That, that's the thing. Like it looks in, it looks good. It looks okay. It just doesn't like particularly interest me. Yeah, I was much more interested in Valiant Hearts, which was um, the World War One side scroller like 
indie game, indie story game compared to this. Like, I'm much more just interested in isolated story. I guess this is just, for a lot of people, just another war-based FPS, yeah. and it's not really... It's, it's kind of weird like that... The, but um, it's, not, it's interesting because the first-person genre hasn't really gone into World War One as a setting too much, because, right. for the most part, it wasn't very fun. Yeah, not particularly not in a blockbuster, like, yeah. mainstream, AAA, big-budget game. Which is still Do, Can I spend, like, four days in a trench occasionally popping up and shooting someone? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, it was just a lot of sitting in trenches in World War One, and yeah. a lot of the equipment not quite working and, like, your plane's not really being set up yet for war, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I don't I don't think it, it's hysterically accurate. Well, the thing is, as well, it's weird that Activision is going full steam ahead with Call of Duty into the future, and Bat- Battlefield's just like, nah, mate, <laughs> I, I think it just past goes, times. I think it's just going back into the whole, um, you know, unique selling point thing. Like, I yeah. don't think they really want to compete that much anymore um, I'm just I'm just excited for Battlefield Civil War mm. <laughs> can, I, can I eventually get like a musket and just have to wait like 30 seconds to reload I mean look that's the dream isn't it big budget musket reloading I know right <laughs> obviously a lot of people are, are super excited for, for Battlefield 1 as it is and the, the release date there is October 21st worldwide on PC PS4 and Xbox One and I guess like that's Pretty much. So it. that's coming out about the same time as Titanfall Two as well. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I think there's. I think there's a week separating those two. You know what? <laughs> Next any day. Yeah. No. Yeah. If, if you're making me choose between those two games, I'm going Titanfall Two over Battlefield One. Um, but really, I'm saving the money for Mass Effect. For, for me, the, the thing that'll get me is the historical inaccuracy will just make me angry, so I won't play Battlefield One. Okay. Um, I guess final thoughts on the press conference? Yeah, um, so we'll go to a track and then we'll, we'll figure out the format in which we're going to um, digest all this. This is Player One, you're, you're listening on Sin Nation, and we are covering E3 for this year, and we've just listened to, um, uh, we've just uh, watched uh, EA Games' press conference, and we're basically just going to run down our favourite and least favourite things from the press conference, and we'll be podcasting this for later, and um, Michael also wanted to let you know when um, Bethesda's is. Yeah, so Bethesda's conference is the only other one today, which is at noon, uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, so you can watch that then, um, but... The yeah, we will be watching that and recording a. We won't be able to do that live, our roundup of that, but we'll be recording and podcasting that, so you can tune into that later on in the day. But um, of course, you can follow uh, all our thoughts uh, on Twitter by heading to um, Twitter forward slash Player One S Y N, and you can find us on Facebook as well. Do you want to drop our individual um, Twitters as well? Yeah, sure. You can um, follow my hot takes at Juzzy three hundred. Um, I am definitely tweeting with a lot more snark than the Player One Twitter account. Yeah, um, and you can follow me at Stickman San. You can find me at M L I B A One. You can find me at Nerd Lord Frame. Um, and yeah, we'll have plenty of thoughts um, throughout E3, particularly as um, news comes out in between uh, the press releases as well. But yep, yeah, score um, favorite score, or we're doing fight favorite. Let's let's do um, favorite and least favorite parts of the conferences. Um, my favorite part was how little the crowd was into it and how unprepared <laughs> EA was to deal with that. And 
I don't think we've actually said this on, on the broadcast yet. You, you've heard it on the stream um, if you happen to be listening on uh, Facebook Live. Um, but stop checking in on us. Yeah. Like, it's a huge audience, one in the crowd and one, like, streaming. For, like, and, you're, you're, and they're just like, how you going, guys? And, and it's just like, like, no, shut up. Stop checking in on me. Just show me the games. There, there was a great Sad moment where you just this, yelled yeah. that out at the TV we were watching <laughs> it on. It's because they were, the, the pacing was so slow. Yeah. Um, yeah, was. My, that was my. That was honestly my favorite part. That uh, was was how little the crowd was into it, and how unprepared That's EA was for sad. that. That's pretty sad. And also um, how un, how much the guests didn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, my least favorite part is just how little information there actually was when you break mm. it down. Um, like there was nothing really about Star Wars. We we found out very little. We didn't already know about Mass Effect Andromeda. Like the trail was nice, but we didn't find out that much. It was like everything was just gloss. Um, yeah, like we know plenty about Titanfall Two and Battlefield One, if that's your thing. But um, as somebody who doesn't really play shooters, that that's not my thing. Yeah. So, like I was a little disappointed we didn't find out more. I think my favourite bit was seeing the um, developer of Fee up there because he because he, mm. he was super into it, super keen, super. He was like super wanting to tell people about his game, and it was great to see because all the others just didn't. And overall, there was a lot of buzzwords, and like one of my least favourite bits was like there were a lot of buzzwords used with no meaning, mm. and it's just like, why? Just it, stop pandering. It just, it just felt like they put all these elements into some sort of simulator and this is what just spat out was their press conference. Like, it just felt like a whole bunch of disjointed bits where no real flow or idea went into it aside from let's keep the shooters away from each other. You know what? That that flow was was even more disrupted by the fact that they kept cutting to England. Yeah. Um, and so... So what was your favourite thing? Or was that... Um, the developer of Fee getting oh, up there because right, yeah. it was super keen. Yeah, so that that's, that was my favourite bit as well. And I'm anxious to see more from EA Originals. I'm, I'm frankly a bit shocked that given that this was its announcement, there was only one thing to, sort of yeah. tied to its name. Um, Maybe there's a press release or something coming. With yeah, like hopefully, ma- hopefully they have something on the show floor I that we just th- haven't seen because we're not mm. there. I mean, they half tied Unraveled to it as well, but like it was more like because Unraveled did so well, yeah. we're going to do this yes, more yeah. than anything. Um, and yeah, I think my least favorite thing was sort of that this felt like EA doing the typical EA thing, and everything was just preset. Like, it, it seems like EA is just content um, being a company for, um, just for everyone, everyone as opposed to gamers. Like, I feel like if you gave this press, uh, got a, a random non-gamer to watch this press conference, they would think that it was really good. Yeah. Um, but that's frankly not what I care about. There was this weird thing last year where the key complaint that came out was that EA didn't actually tell us anything. I was just showing games that were going to be like two years away. Yeah. And I thought, for sure, this year they were going to actually tell us about the games and then they just sort of did the same thing. Yeah. Um, so again, it was too much tell, not enough show. Um, so that's all, all my thoughts. Michael? Uh, my favourite, as well as Alex's uh, fee, it looks like a really cool new game that I'm really keen to see a bit more of. Um, and, yeah, the developer really, like, breathed life into the otherwise lacklustre conference and 
My least favorite was probably the Star Wars stuff oh, because yeah. it was pretty um, disappointing. Yeah, like I, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I'm, I was more interested in seeing Star Wars than like all the sports stuff. And I was so we, keen for Star Wars. We didn't really see anything, and I, I knew if we could even get a new. I don't know a, a title of an upcoming game or something just yeah. to get, get the excitement running that would be cool but um, yeah, yeah overall Star Wars was probably the biggest disappointment but yeah. I'm glad they are please still stop making... reminding me about the Star Wars thing <laughs> it's, it's, a four, it's a 4 out of 10 press conference yeah. like it was just slightly below average um, like it would have been so much better in so many easy ways but I mean well, some people probably enjoyed it We'll, we'll go letter grades to, oh, uh, right. to rank this one off. Sam, did you want to kick it off? Um, I, I agree with Justin. So it, it's, it's a, a D it, then. Yeah. So if it's a it's a four out of ten, which I agree with, it is probably a D. Um, yeah. It it's not passing. Um, like or, it's or it's, passing barely. Yeah, yeah. It's just it was whatever. Like I don't know. Like I'm still going to watch EA press conferences because I care about the games. But um, it needs to show me more if it's ever going to convince me to give a shit. It had potential, like yeah, I think exactly. That's the thing, like there are elements there where it's like, yeah, cool. You 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 could have a really good press conference that starts with Titanfall and ends with Battlefield One, even though those don't appeal to me. Those, but, but when you say it like that, it sounds like it, it's pl- like there's so much potential, and in the middle there's going to be Mass Effect. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah. But then you, there's so much filler. It's it like, like when you it's like when you were in high school and you handed in an assignment you put barely any work in and your teacher goes, Well you had good ideas. Yeah. And that's what this felt like. It was felt like a collection of good ideas where not enough went in to actually give those substance. Don't announce like and I realise that they'll never do this, but don't announce the sports games as if they're a big deal. Like I get that they're your bread and butter. Yeah. But those as announcements are not actually announcements because we expect them. Unless you're announcing like a new, an entirely new system where yeah. you're not just upgrading the current one, and like say or they're an like entirely new sport, like if you're yeah. announcing your new badminton game, you know, you know, surprise, FIFA, FIFA 17, you can pick up the ball. No, and, I, and, and, I, and, and again, I realize in in the in the two <coughs> um, announcements that they made, they were big deals so like into the individual game like an esports platform and like a story mode that's like full of drama and stuff i get it like and i i appreciate that like if those two were the announcements that they got for the sports trailers i'd be really happy with that but they spent so much time on them yeah they did they just they spent too much time and the thing is you've got audience from all over the world you've got them for one hour you need to maximise your time and make it as efficient as possible and I don't think they did that so yeah. it's a D from me as well Alex? Yeah. I don't really have any strong opinions like that's the thing it's like so bland and just that's, that's feeling like a C minus yeah like, C possible maybe but... pa- yeah I don't, I don't have strong feelings either way it's yeah. like I just thought it was you know kind of average like it was like didn't tell me much and I was like I wanted more but like, yeah. But did you want more if it was more of that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really. It's just. It's yeah. They probably came, they came to us with a great set of topics. So we're yeah. like, here's our big shooters at the front and back. We've got Star Wars. We've got Mass Effect. Uh, they, they and it's like, like, yeah, great. And then it's like, 
You, you, they didn't elaborate it on any of those lines. It's like a compliment sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you lead with the good thing and you end with the good thing, and maybe there's some good in the, in the middle, but it's mostly crap. Yeah. <laughs> so that is exactly exactly how I feel. Yeah, they just needed to elaborate on the dot points that they wrote up on the board. Mm. I'm, I'm going to agree with all of you. My grade on this is D. Like, just more. Like, just give us more of what you were talking about. Don't just say we're doing all this stuff. Like, we don't need to see 25 minutes of FIFA. We really don't. We yeah. know what FIFA is. Hey, have you seen your back catalogue? I know that you have because you showed us some of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, <laughs> was, that was the weirdest thing was last year they copped so much flack for how long they spent on FIFA and how boring it was. It. And this year they spent more time on FIFA. Mm. Yeah. And in an even more boring format. <laughs> Anyway, um, so that that's all for our talk on EA's press conference from E3 2016. Um, you'll be hearing uh, a ton of uh, content from Player One um, here at Sin, um, covering the next few press conferences. As Michael said before, Bethesda's at noon yeah. Eastern Standard Time, so you can check that out. And then subsequently we'll be um, making a podcast with our thoughts, but you can hear us over the next few days. Um, that's it from us. <laughs> This has been a Player One podcast. To check out more Player One, go to syn.org.au slash player one.